When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why you give me that look? Well, you just were like, I have the song today. I picked the song. I picked a beauty. This to me is a bit surprising. It feels very 80s. It is 80s. Do you know who this is? Um, New Order? No. Is this Bowie? No. Kind of sounds like it. Yeah, it does have a Bowie sound. You're right. Psychedelic Furs. Oh, cool. Love My Way. You've been listening to a lot of Psychedelic Furs lately? Just this song. It's on a playlist. You know. You jabroni. For some reason, in the last week, Maura and I have been addicted to the word jabroni. Yeah. It's been coming up a lot. Yeah. Off the air for some reason. Yeah. We're just a couple of jabronis. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like, it's a funny word, but, you know, I was trying to research the meaning of what jabroni is because, you know, you assume it's a put down. Yeah. And you say, oh, yeah, jabroni. Stop. I literally, I think I said to you the other day when we were out for lunch, I said, stop being a jabroni. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and it turns out like it, there's a, a, a few variations of what it means, but it's not a positive term. It's basically you're a loser. You're a loser, yeah. You know, uh, Bundes brought up the fact that The Rock used to use the word jabroni. Yeah, and wrestling all the time. He'd be like, when you jabroni? do is like, hey, I'm going to kick your jabroni butts and blah, blah, in oh, his yeah? wrestling voice. <laughs> yeah. Well, it does. it is a term in wrestling to the, uh, it's the wrestler that always loses. The right. jabroni. The jabroni. The jabroni. You're the jabroni. Hey. The jobber, the heel. Mm. Call them sometimes. Try to use it in a sentence today. It feels good. Yeah. It's an oldie, but uh, I feel like we can bring it back. We thought it was like an Italian slang for like a manja cake for a while. There, yeah. But no. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe, maybe it, it originates is. from a... Because jabroni does have like a, some sort of Mediterranean sound to it. <laughs> it's got a Mediterranean vibe, <laughs> yes. Well, first thing that pops up on Google, it says... Um, what is a jabroni in Italian? And it traces mm. back to this playful insult, meaning a rube or loser to the 1920s. Okay. See, I, I swear to you, I remember when I was dating that Italian guy, he called me a jabroni a couple of times. <laughs> 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 and a bunch of cake, too. Uh, oh, man. Can't please anybody. Bunch of jabronis <laughs> hanging out. It's uh, myself, Tucker, Mora, and Chris Bundes, who's back from his lovely vacation in the south of France with a stop in Paris. On your way there and back. Yes. It's and good to be back, though. Mm-hmm. Good to see you guys good again. Good to have you back. We missed, missed you. you. Yeah. Nice part of Europe. Definitely not my favorite part of Europe, though. France. I mean, it's cool. Paris is really neat. Uh-huh. It's, you know, full-on European city. I haven't really done anything outside of Paris. Oh. You know what the coolest day I spent in Paris was, uh, wasn't at the Louvre. Oh, we did that. Wasn't walking the Champs-Élysées or whatever it it's called. It was at a strip club, wasn't it? It was at a strip club. <laughs> I got a handy at a strip club. It was the greatest. No. Um, what, what it was was um, I went up to Montmartre. 
Oh, yeah. It's the big white church on the hill overlooking mm-hmm. downtown and the Eiffel Tower and all that. And then I just, instead of walking down this cool market area mm-hmm. where everyone was like buying their stuff, and yeah. I just went down this back staircase and I just started cruising through a neighborhood that wasn't busy with tourists. Mm-hmm. It was just where people lived. Yeah. And then grabbed something to eat. And then I ended up in the cemetery, which was, they have such cool cemeteries in Europe, especially in uh, Paris. I don't know if it's like that all over Europe, but in Paris, there's cemeteries are epic Mm -hmm. and um and then i was like oh this is so cool i gotta go to that cemetery where jim morrison is buried yes and i went there and it was just like the one i'd been in before the mausoleums and all the it's really cool that's the way i want to be buried in like a beautiful tomb fortress kind of thing yeah you're like who is that how rich were you that you were able to build this whole compound where they've got your body or your ashes or whatever's tucked away in there Definitely looks cozy. Mm-hmm. Cozier than just being buried in the ground. South of France is pretty cool too. It's like so mountainy. You don't really know that per se if you don't like. Yeah, I was I go was there. floored by the amount of mountains and rolling hills, and then just the sheer amount of homes that are built into these humongous hills. Like mm-hmm. above. And everything's so old. Yeah, so old compared to what we have in Canada. Mm-hmm. And Monaco is a cool place, although it's not France. What is Monaco's Monaco? Right, it's its own little weird, almost like the Vatican. It's its own thing. Yeah, it's its own like city state kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but that was probably my favorite part of the trip. And that's mainly because I'm a huge F1 fan. Yeah. Monaco Grand Prix. And the craziest thing happened. I, I drive into Monaco. And the first thing I do is I, I start driving around the street circuit. I'm doing some laps. Because, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you're doing you know, some hit, laps. I'm going up the street and like I'm doing the hair point, the, the sorry, the casino hairpin. Yeah. I get my kicks. I finally park the car. As soon as I get out of the car, first person that walks by me is Formula One world champion Nico Rosberg. And my mouth just dropped. I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? So I'm like, hey, Nico. And what I, are the odds? Yeah. like And like an idiot, I just give him the thumbs up because I don't know what to say. I'm like, hey, Nico. <laughs> and he looks at me and he's like, okay, buddy. Sure. Oh. And he smiles and he waves. Oh, that's cool. I don't think that gets old if you're that guy. I think so, How, too. What era is he? I don't know the name. Um, He he was teammates with Lewis Hamilton. Um, oh, okay. And he just retired a couple years ago. Gotcha. I just started... Um, I was into Formula One a long time ago when I was a kid, yeah. when it was McLaren was the big team. And I lived, grew up in Montreal, so they had the Montreal Grand Prix. So we would go off and at least to practice days. The, you know, You're talking like Ayrton Senna and yeah, Cross. Yeah. yeah, exactly. At the, sort of at the end of their run. Well, Ayrton Senna ended up dying. But yeah, yeah at the end of that run and... Uh, and so I started watching that Netflix show that's all about Formula One racers. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. It's great. Yeah. 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 I watched like three episodes of that last night. I think I'm getting back into F1. I just kind of got bored with it because there's usually two or three teams that dominate the whole season. So there's no chance that anyone else is going to win unless for some reason all the other teams crash or it's pouring rain and you take the car out of the equation and it's just the drivers mm-hmm. and their skill set that uh, pushes them forward. You know but- what Formula One is for? What's that? Jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, oh, everything nice you're saying. <laughs> everything you're saying is so over my head. Okay. And so for losers. I just don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I am so sorry for the podcast starting off this way. We don't want to hear about Formula One. We want to oh. hear about the ladies in France. Yeah. And the cheese and the baguettes. What? And that shirt you bought. <laughs> Did you did you find the women in Europe to be hotter than the women in Toronto? When I was in the South, um, it, like in 
Monaco particularly, um, and Cannes, I, I saw a lot of very beautiful women that were dressed to the nines yeah. and fancy, fancy clothes. Super I, rich, probably. I don't know if they were French by nature or tourists from different like different spots of the country or sure. the world um, vacationing. Mm-hmm. In Paris, I did not find the women to be as attractive really? as everybody says. Yeah, I didn't find that either when I was there. It didn't strike me as a city filled with beautiful people. No, I found that really? most people in Paris were dressed very down, looked a little dirty, like they hadn't washed their hair in a while. Wow. I, I found the women in, looks on their faces. in Amsterdam to be hotter than the women in France. They're all these tall, blonde, like massive Dutch people, mm-hmm. but a lot of good looking girls there. I've heard, I've heard that same thing <laughs> uh, about the, Amsterdam. You hear about the women in Paris, though, that their style is next level. They wear like a lot of dark eye makeup and they're more like... Punky but sexy, mm. you know. Smoking a cigarette. I didn't see it. Wow. Did uh, you find it weird being alone for so many days? Because you were alone for what, at least five? Your first five days? Uh, yeah, the first four days I was alone. Then three days with friends at the wedding that yeah. I went to, and then another two days alone. I kind of like doing stuff alone when I'm traveling. I mean, I like to be with other people because you can share our experiences, but it's kind of cool walking around a place you've never been to when you're alone. The only thing is for me, I need to be a little buzzed. Oh, yeah. A little day drunk on or a little something else. Like something to give me a little bit of a... A little LSD. No, no. (laughs) Never. (laughs) But, you know, and you put it on some earbuds and you listen to some music and you just kind of take it all in. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's the best. I couldn't see you traveling alone, Maura. You strike me as someone who would want to be with someone else. I had to travel a little bit alone with um, that design show I did a while ago for HGTV. I mean, I wasn't alone. I was with a crew, but I remember one night in particular, I was the only one who was going out that night. So I kind of thought, oh, I guess I'll have dinner by myself. And I ended up having a really good time, but I ended up meeting people. Yeah, people. Pretty blonde girl. Oh, we'll bring you into our little group. A little different when you're the bald guy with a beard. <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, welcome back. We missed you. Missed you guys. Yeah, we just opted not to podcast when you were gone. We're like, yeah, we'll just wait till Bundes. We're gets like, back. should we wait till Bundes gets back and we have all these stories about France? Yeah, and so far the biggest story to come out of the trip is that horrible shirt he <laughs> oh, bought man. in Monaco. All right. <laughs> I feel like honestly we should all have a chance to wear the shirt because I bet you it feels amazing on if it's a hundred percent silk. Probably feels. I don't so think it good. is. I think it's like a it's a probably some knockoff knockoff blend kind of thing. Yeah. So was it a tourist trap that you were shopping in? Did you feel like the prices were inflated and there were a lot of tourists no, shopping? No, no, I was in Monaco. I was in Monaco, and I felt like what I was buying was real. But you know, then again, you never know. It could be. But um, I, you know, hundred euros is almost two hundred dollars. Yeah. Did once you, you buy convert anything it. else? Uh, just like. The to, like tourist type things, nothing like fancy or anything like that. Like, Keychains, key a little Formula One car on it, <laughs> exactly a little lighter, like a know. regular jabroni <laughs> coasters, yeah, stuff like that. Coasters. Here's a little mini Eiffel Tower. <laughs> I can put that on my little shelf as a reminder yes. of what it looked like. I bought a T-shirt of Mona Lisa dabbing. Oh, okay. You did? Oh God, you are a jabroni. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> I felt pretty good wearing the Monaco shirt, walking around France. I felt like it was, you know, yeah, I felt good in it. But the ladies didn't seem to like it. At least the French girls didn't like it. Well, it's more important how clothes make you feel than how they actually look. 
That that is yeah. the truth. That's true. Because yeah. you can, and it's funny how clothes can make you feel different one week compared to the next. Holy you know, I can wear so something right. on Tuesday this week and feel like it's the coolest thing I have. Yes. And then next week I go to put it on and I feel like a jabroni. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna use and abuse that oh, word yeah. all oh, podcast yeah. long. It's the jabroni I'm, podcast. I, we've got twelve jabronis <laughs> in so far. I'm hoping for twenty four <laughs> before we're wrapped up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, what did you guys want to talk about? There were sort of a few news stories that kind of caught my eye this week that we didn't really have a chance to get to in the uh, regular show. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear about the new Jurassic Park movie that's oh, coming out? A little bit. They're bringing they're bringing the old crew back uh, for the new one. How's that going to work? Honestly, I'm so excited because I loved this cast together. It's going to be Laura Dern. Mm. It's going to be Sam Neill. And it's going to be Jeff Goldblum and so together again. The uh, dinosaurs raid an old folks' home, and it just so happens it's the whole ah. gang from the original. What's the deal? I don't know what the. And plot how do they transition is? from like? Didn't they have some newer ones with, um, you oh, know, yes. Star Lord guy? Oh, his uh, name Chris. Something. Chris. Uh, Chris Pratt. 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 Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, how do they get him out? Dallas and then Bryce Howard. Yeah, she's fantastic. I'm not sure how they're going to uh, transition out. And also what's interesting is Sam Neill, he plays uh, Dr. Hunt. Uh, he said he would never be in another Jurassic Park movie ever again. Mm. Yeah, after yeah. like the third one. Yeah, and guess what? <laughs> he's guess bad. what he's been up to lately? What? Not a whole lot. No, I guess not. All of a sudden that Jurassic Park cast looks pretty good. Well, he said the dinosaurs weren't looking real enough for him. And I mean, the last one, they totally looked amazing. Well, no one ever went to Jurassic Park and said it looked fake. That's went true. Went to the movie. I mean, Even it, the original, the dinosaurs looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Some of them were puppets, eh? Some of them were like literally like Jim Henson style puppets. Okay, I think what we're dealing with here is that Jurassic Park was the first movie but, uh, wait a second. Jurassic World 3. Was Jurassic World 2? Did that involve uh, No. the regular cast? I think it did. I believe Jeff Goldblum has made an appearance. He had okay. like one line no, the second one, Jeff Goldblum was in, but yeah. Laura Dern and Sam were not in it. Mm-hmm. You sure? Yeah, Julianne Moore was in the second one. Yes. Uh, anyway, um, I still find it funny that you're so into Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> to me, that is one of the oddest attractions that you have. Well, I'll tell you something. You watched that first Jurassic Park. There's no doubt I w- he was a sex symbol. He's oh. lying there on the back of the Jeep with the shirt open. Hot. He's making moves on Laura Dern. What about his personality? Hot. He seems really annoying. No, he seems just the way he's always talking. You know, he's like quirky. he's always got this like you know. I like quirky guys. I guess. Did you see? In, you saw Independence Day. The only movie I found him unattractive in is mm-hmm. The Fly. Well, that was in one of his first movies, wasn't and he was it? Hideous. I mean, he was half human, half fly. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, that's yeah. gross. I'm trying to think if there's anyone like even today. He's now uh, he's got to be close to seventy now. Really? Oh, he's definitely in his 60s. Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> 66. So you're still into him at age 66? Jeff Goldblum. I'm just going to see a picture of him now. Because I don't 66. know. I'm trying to think if there's a 66-year-old woman that I would be into, like you're yeah. into Jeff Goldblum. I would still hook up with Jeff Goldblum. I'm just he, He's got great style. He's got a lot of swag. I mean, I'm pretty sure his wife is in her 30s. Mm-hmm. Julia Roberts, how old is she now? She's not 60 yet, eh? 
Well, she was born in 67. She's 51. Okay, so she's not, I can't uh, yeah. include her in that. What about Christy Brinkley? She's 65. Oh! Smoke show! Christy Brinkley. How old is that uh, judge on American Idol? I don't think she's there this season, but the other one, um, she's like from the runway, top runway model. Uh, she's got an accent. She was married to Seal. Oh, um, Heidi Klum. Heidi Klum. How old's Heidi Klum? She's beautiful. She's got to be in her 50s. By the way, Jeff Goldblum, 66, his wife is 36. And I'm looking at these pictures of him, still <laughs> hot. As a matter of fact, potentially even better looking than he was. Heidi Klum's only 46. Oh. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, I just thought she'd been around a while and she looks amazing. But okay, I'll give you Christy Brinkley. Oh, man. I can't think of anybody else, though, other than that. I'm well, sure there that's... is. I'm sure if I looked at a hot women in their 60s. <laughs> And I bet you most of them have had work done. That's the issue with the difference between men and women. Like, women seem to like men that age. Men don't seem to like women that age. See, I'm looking at a bunch of names here. I would say Jane Seymour, maybe. Goldie Hawn, not anymore for me. Christy Brinkley, pretty attractive. Suzanne Summers, uh, Mary Steenberg, Meryl Streep, no. Oh, that's too bad. Jeff it Goldblum, is too bad. check. Guys are more shallow. That's why. Yeah, I guess so. Thank God, too. Otherwise, I'd never be married. <laughs> Women were just into appearances. <laughs> You're right. I would not stand a chance. Mm-hmm. There was a story that we didn't quite get to this week, and it involves a truck stop in Louisiana, and they have this petting zoo there. And you can just imagine what kind of petting zoo we're talking about. Like, this is it. everything that's wrong with zoos is probably this place. Aww. And they have a camel there. And there was this group of like idiots and they were harassing the camel. <gasps> no. And then it got spooked by their dog. And uh, the camel ended up pinning a lady against a building. And then the camel sat on her. Wow. And if you've heard from anyone who's ever been to like Africa or Egypt, and they've gone on a camel ride, they'll tell you they're really, they can be pretty aggressive and mean animals. They spit. Anyway, she decided to fight back. And the only way she could think of doing it was by biting its testicles. What? Yeah. And then that was enough, I guess, for the camel to get up and get off her. This is the woman who runs the petting zoo. I was shocked because we've had animals for 30 years and never one incident. They was pushing on the camel and pushing them and pushing them, swatting them with the hat. And camels naturally are going to sat down. Well, when he sat down, she was underneath him. I might feel kind of funny saying this on TV, but she actually bit him in his private area. That's about as nice as I could put it. Wow! Camel's okay, woman's okay. I was thinking, though, in reading about this story that, you know, I would if I was going to be an animal, I'd hate to be a camel. That looks like a shit animal to be. <laughs> You know, you in the in terms of the animal kingdom, like if you could be any animal in the world, would anyone ever pick camel? Camels are awesome. 
What, like, what do you have against camels? Well, they live in hot desert environments. You know, their claim to fame is that they can keep going and uh, without drinking water for a long time. Yeah, and that's got, about it. They got those cool bumps there, especially if you're a double bumped camel. I think that's awesome. You got, you know, you got that little space that people can sit in between on you and you got the two bumps. Yeah, I'm sure they love that. It's filled by with the way. water. Double, double the water, double the fun. I think it's cool. I, I don't know. If you, yeah, but if you could be reincarnated as any animal, you would never pick camel. There's no way. It, would, it wouldn't even make your top 10. You know what my favorite animal was for a very long time? The ostrich. <laughs> the, ostrich oh, the ostrich is another shit animal to be. <laughs> no, no. Ostriches are like a bird that can't fly. Yeah, but so you they're have beautiful. None of the benefits of being a bird with all the drawbacks, which is you have these crappy, skinny, Dick like legs. Mm-hmm. And long, then you got this fat body. Neck. You got this fat body, and then you got that long neck. I guess the only advantage to being an ostrich is you can stick your head in the sand and you feel like everything's gone away. Like you don't have to be afraid anymore. Isn't <laughs> you that the thing? You can run really fast. They mm-hmm. run really fast. Yeah. I think they can go like fifty kilometers an hour. Yeah, something but crazy. Che- like cheetahs can run faster. Yeah. We, we you'd rather be a ostrich than a tiger or than I don't think ostriches an are elephant. beautiful. I'm going ostrich. I'm going on. Elephants seem to me to be hot all the time. Yeah, that's all, a thick layer of skin. Yeah, eh? They just look like they need to be hosed down. And they hose themselves down with their all, giant trunks. All day. And some filthy little pool of water that never looks like it's clean. Yeah. Or deep enough. I actually, to tell you how much I like ostriches, when I was a figure skater, when I was younger, I was an ostrich in a, a performance, and I got to make up the performance and pick a costume and everything. And I portrayed an ostrich on the ice. <laughs> if you can believe it. I even started the performance with pretending to bash my head in the ice. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm still not <laughs> loving this bird. I'm trying to look up the main characteristics. People thought it was they're, you know, some ostriches can be almost 10 feet tall, yes. nine and a quarter feet in height. They have the wingspan of almost 6.6 feet. But why do they even have wings? Like, what's the point of having wings if you can't fly? I think they Give use the, them. They don't, you know, I'd rather be an ape and have, you know, proper hands that you can do stuff with. All they can do is peck. They're like chickens. Chickens are just a, it's a shit animal to be. <laughs> you can't do anything. Except grow and be eaten and peck. Wow. If I could be any animal in the world, yes. if we're going to open this up uh, to any animal on the planet, I'd go dolphin, I think. Oh, they're pretty smart. That looks like an awesome, as long as you're not, you know, getting corralled into the cove oh. or in some kind of marine park where people are riding you yeah. or, you know, you're putting on shows. But if you could be and live a normal life as a dolphin in the ocean, what's cooler than that? Well, I think the ocean isn't such a great place anymore. There's all these plastic bags around. Yeah, you could get your little uh, fins caught in some netting and some junk. Yeah, Yeah, but if you could live a normal life without any of that, I mean, you could say, oh, yeah, an ostrich would be terrible. Someone could come up with a machete and just cut your neck off <laughs> right. with one swoop. But if you could live a normal life from and live the average lifespan without any encou- negative encounters with human beings. Oh, then I'm going whale. Beautiful whale. Over, a whale over a dolphin? Yeah, and over an ostrich. And over a lion? And over a lion, Any yeah. land animal? Grizzly Except bear, those, polar bear? Those barnacles. Oh, 
I swear to you, I would love to take a scrub brush. I told you this before, and scrub a whale down yeah. and just get all those barnacles off them. Give them a good sanding. Ooh, Sand that down. Yeah. Eh? Ex- uh, Lufa. How easy would they come off? I wonder. Could you just pick them off? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good or would question. Would you be scrubbing forever and give up at a certain point? It's funny because some marine life uh, get cleaned by other marine life. Yeah, you have little things that. Yeah, and I think that happens with whales. They have little fish that follow them. Yeah, and there's some fish that will go into a cleaning station. It's called so you can find a cleaning station on a reef, and they have these little cleaner uh, fish type things, mm-hmm. and they will swim into a fish's mouth. What? And pick food and stuff out of their teeth and give them like a proper cleaning, and that's how they eat, and it's like a mutually beneficial relationship. Wow. It'd be like if I needed to have my tooth teeth brushed, because uh-huh. I forgot a toothbrush, and you were into licking people's teeth. You could come, <laughs> you could lick my teeth, clean them, and then we both benefit from right. that. And you promise not to eat me in the process. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to chomp down. Nice. Because it could be over like that. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty That's neat watching a lot of that stuff on a reef. All that stuff will be gone soon. Me. Burned away with the sun. I know. The ocean. It's really scary what's going on. All the bleaching of the reefs and stuff. Um, what else is going on, Mora? What would you pick, Bunnis? What's your animal of choice? I think it might want to be an eagle, to be honest with you. Oh. <laughs> nice choice. That why, is a good why one, Why am too. I not surprised that Bundes went with the eagle, the thing most commonly painted on the hood of a car? <laughs> right? <laughs> the That's the flames? Yeah. Yeah, you got yeah. an eagle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, you're just like this big, badass-looking animal, and you're yeah. just flying, you're soaring over the skies, and you're watching everything below. You? A bird of prey would be cool, and you yeah. would want to be the coolest bird of prey. Yeah, but then you're eating rodents all day. Gross. Oh, uh, you know what? Better than eating a rotting corpse on a in a like a Serengeti, mm-hmm. and it's too hot. To me, eating a quick mouse, or a little bunny, or something, eh. get it over with. It's like a tar, like a sushi of sorts. Right? Have you ever thought about painting an eagle on your car hood? No, that would be pretty badass. That's a badass. Trans Am move. That's, That's not a yeah. Corvette oh, move. It wrong car. Oh, wrong Firebird, car. They yeah. kind of or have the same. Yeah, okay. Trans Am oh yeah, Firebird, yeah. of course that makes so sense. So if you did that to your Corvette, would people be like, "Oh, that was a mistake"? Yeah, they'd be like, well, "This guy's an idiot." <laughs> yeah, you'd be better off with flames. <laughs> oh, okay. Or painting an ostrich. <laughs> people see him with a uh, uh, eagle on his Corvette, and they're gonna be like, "Who's this jabroni?" <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I uh, got another jabroni in. Ding, we need a bell. Yeah. You know, there was a conversation that I wanted to do on the air tomorrow, but I wonder if we can have it earlier. Okay. Um, because I think there's a, this could lend itself well to a podcast because there's things we could say in a podcast that we couldn't say on the air. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to this audio clip of Cardi B. And she was doing this interview and she's talking about how when she was early in her career and she was doing this photo shoot that the photographer got up close to her near the end and just whipped his dick out. Ugh. And I wondered, because it seems to me this is more common than it should be. Mm-hmm. And I wondered if you had a story that was similar. I'll play you the audio of Cardi B. I will never forget how I went to shoot for this magazine. And like the photographer, he was just like trying to get close to me. Like, yeah, you want to get in this magazine? Then he put his out. I was so mad. And it's just like, this is crazy. And you know what's so crazy? I told the magazine owner, 
And he just looked at me like, so? Mm. And wow. when I see the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. there's girls from the hood. I know that they went through the same type of treatment. Like, it will make you feel like you got to do a certain type of thing. Does it still happen to you at this point in your career? Oh, hell no. Yeah, well, she's big enough now. Uh, photographers uh, can notoriously be creepy. I I remember posing for photos for this photographer in Montreal, and he was like, I want to cover you with chocolate, naked. And, and does he make it seem like it's just his spiel to, to get a reaction or something? It's just like it was about art or something like that. And I was like, no. oh, and he really made me feel uncomfortable. And he had me changing in a strange place too, like in his kitchen. And it made me wonder like, are there cameras in here? Like, I just didn't feel comfortable. He wouldn't let you go into a bathroom? No. He's like, go over He's there. He's like, you know what? You've changed in the kitchen. I'll stay out of the kitchen. Yeah. He like, had what? a camera in there. That sounds creepy. Ugh. But does it, I mean, that would never work, right? Like I can't imagine ever thinking that it would be a good idea just to whip it out oh, it when I'm with all a, a woman. Oh, it happens all the time. Yeah. Happened to me. And I mean, I'm not talking about like, obviously there's those creeps that are flashers and they're, you know, you're jogging and you jog by a guy and it kind of shows you his penis. I'm talking about, you know, you're out with someone, uh-huh. maybe even out on a date yeah. and a guy just whipping it out. Yes. Yes. I was out on a date and a guy whipped it out. We actually had come back to my place, had a drink, but I was done. I thought, eh, you know, I got to go to bed now. And yeah. that was the end of it. And he proceeded to, as I was showing him the door, uh, turn around and whip out his penis. Really? And it was so gross to me. Usually in those instances, from what I've heard from my friends as well, it's erect at the time. Yeah. And they're like, hey, check this out. And you're like, oh. How many times have you gone out with a guy? Once. And how did you meet him? At a bar. And then you met at a bar, you exchanged numbers. Yeah. He says, let's go out. Yeah. Another, you know, days pass, you go out with the guy. Yeah. You've met him for one night and he's pulling out a boner. Yeah. It's so gross. And then what does he, does he like, ta-da? Well, you know, he was a little bit drunk, mm-hmm. but he pu- he pulled it out and I was like, ugh. And then I remember pushing him out my apartment door closing the door and locking it and thanking God in that moment that he wasn't like violent or aggressive yeah. or like tried to force himself on me because he was clearly like, I don't know. I just, it definitely was offside. So you guys have never pulled that move before? I would, uh, you know what? Because it's a move. I will say this. I've never done it with anyone that I haven't been with for a long time. Yeah. Like I could do I could do that as a joke with my wife. Sure. You know, Sunday morning. I'll just usually it's more like I'll grab her hand and then just put it on top. Of yeah. Machine. Classic move. Hello. And that's fine. You know, that's and it's different. Just, yeah, I would never I could never imagine being comfortable enough where I would think that would be what some well, first of all, I would never do it, but I can't imagine anyone ever wanting to see that. I hadn't even kissed this guy yet. I hadn't even had a makeout session. So to jump to that is just completely offside and also like a huge turnoff. Yeah, you would it's never like, do that, Bundes. Uh, You're in the dating scene. It's not like a, in people's repertoire today. Yeah, something I learned very quickly was that, that the penis isn't what turns on a girl. No. Like, like, <laughs> that's not what they like. Like, 
they they would rather touch your chest or your arms or your face or like you know it's something that you say or like the way they're like the way you're talking about something that gets them really attracted to you and it's only the d only comes out when it's go time like they don't want to see it up until that yeah. point isn't that an interesting revelation though and why is it that some guys don't get it i guess maybe it must work for them in different instances i can't imagine it would though i can't imagine a scenario in which a girl that you've been on one date with would all of a sudden be like, whoa, oh, oh. hello. I mean, other than in pornography. Oh, yeah. yeah like maybe the- that's where the idea came from, from the guy. Right. Watched it in porn and it seemed to work there. Or maybe, yeah, right. Maybe well, he tried it once and it did work and now it's his move. Ugh. I mean, like, I, I know some of my friends have done that kind of thing as a joke. Like, they're never intending on trying to get laid, but it's like, oh, let me whip this out. Right. To a girl? Yeah. Oh. Like, at parties or whatever. It's like, uh-huh. here, let's bring this out. Hey, what do you, what do you think of this? You know? And it, <laughs> it never goes over well, I'm sure. No. no I do remember this one guy I used to hang out with. He'd pull his ball sack out of his fly, but it was more <laughs> to entertain the guys. It was never really, he would never go up to a girl. And do that. And, like, be, hey, look at me. You know, in a creepy way, it would more be like it would just be out and there'd be a bunch of people around and all the guys would know and we'd just be dying because he just <laughs> called it Mr. Sack. That's so not funny to me. I know. It was so not, not funny. funny. Mr. Sack. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Yeah. Wow. It seems to me like he was hoping you guys would entertain uh, Mr. Sack for a little bit. No, he was just trying to make us laugh. It was never about trying to creep girls out. We never, we, he was never flaunting it in front of girls. Oh, okay. It was just more about, you would, usually what it would entail would be, he would pull it out. There'd be like two of us with him. We'd mm-hmm. have a good laugh. And then as buddies came over to chat in our circle, we would wait how long to see until they noticed that his sack was hanging out. And it wouldn't be shaft. It was just sack. Yeah. It was just Mr. Sack. And oh. then, you know, usually you'd, uh, you know, you'd draw a reference to it. Right. Yeah, we, me and my friends used to do something similar. We called it brains. <laughs> Guys. But you, uh, you would just be like, you know, doing whatever it was that you were doing. Regular day, you're out at the mall or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. you kind of just pull it out. And then you get the other guy to look. And if he looks, you get to hit him. Ah, and that was the I was the just yeah. of the game. I guess that's what happens when you have an organ on the outside of your body, and, and you're immature. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was a movie, um, Waiting, Waiting with Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. What's yeah. that? It was all about, and they had a whole uh, ongoing joke about trying to sh- show off your testicles and that's to exactly other people. Why in the we restaurant. started doing it is after we watched that movie, we started doing it. What was the big one that they had to accomplish? Like the um, the guy at the end who managed to pull it off. <laughs> No, there was some term where they were all trying, like it was you got the most points for or it was the biggest reveal because there was different levels of showing your testicles. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't care about this, anymore. <laughs> the waiting. You're like, or, just like, waiting. I must find this. Testicle. I mean, if they made a movie out of it, People must appreciate the humor, mm-hmm. but I I wouldn't go see a movie. But like you know, that. I don't know. You know, a lot of these things I don't know if you could even do today. Maybe that's better that way because you're not encouraging other people. I think it's great. Hey, speaking of exposing yourself, you want to talk about Austin Matthews quickly? Sure. So I know we covered it a little bit in our What's Up segment on the radio, but Austin Matthews is in trouble for allegedly pulling his pants down after he and two others scared the crap out of a security guard Mm -hmm. who was sitting in her car at two in the morning. So this... Again, allegedly, because, you know, nothing's although been proven yet, nothing's been proven yet. 
um, he was leaving the condo, I guess, or they were outside of this condo building and there was a security guard in her car at 2 a.m. And they proceeded to try and open the door for what, you know, is they considered to be a joke. Her car door. Her yeah. car door. And she got upset with them and confronted them about it. And then they kind of like, were, hey, it's just a joke, whatever. Right. And he apparently walked off and pulled his pants down and grabbed his butt cheeks while still wearing his underwear. And of course, they have that on surveillance video. Him it, walking towards the elevators with his pants around his ankles. Yeah, it would appear to be. We have the audio of the security guard, if you didn't hear it. First of all, this is her talking about just how inappropriate it is that three guys think it's funny to, mm-hmm. like, while they're wasted, scare a woman who's sitting in her car alone. You do not approach a female right. 2 a.m. in the morning thinking it's funny to see how she would react to get in her car. Right. There's three of you. There's one of me. They were drunk out their freaking minds, but I asked them to leave me the hello, and they still thought it was funny to, you know, let me know. We just wanted to get in your car and see how you'd react and pull in the pants down. And um, in terms of the video, so the way I understand it, and we don't have all the details yet, but it certainly sounds like this was a condo that he was either living in himself or it was his dad's place or his dad had bought it for him to live in. Mm -hmm. But his dad was somehow uh, responsible for it because the condo board was uh, approached the father to tell him what went down. Mm -hmm. And then like in true parent denial said oh well that it's my son would never do that and she also reached out to the father now the father told her my son said he didn't do any of that she's like really stand by let me send you a video clip of what your son said he didn't do Mm. wow so if they have video then uh i wonder what the original motivation for you know going up to her car was and was he with other nhl hockey players and they thought let's give this person the thrill of a lifetime and three nhlers get in your car no i don't know i feel like they were just wasted and they were being idiots and uh you're right. Why would you do that? Especially this is this past summer. This is a guy who just signed a you know crazy deal that was paying him in the area of about like ten million dollars or eleven million dollars a year with the Leafs. Mm-hmm. This is a guy whose name comes up all the time to be the next captain of the team because they haven't had a captain in a number of years. I think he's also supposed to be on the cover of the uh, next NHL twenty game. Oh, the NHL PL PA yeah. game there. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I think he already is. Yeah. Yikes. And, uh, you know, this is not the behavior of somebody you want to have as the, you know, face of your organization, as the captain of your team. And, you know, he very well might lose that opportunity to be captain. Or maybe they'll go another year without naming one and see if this all blows over and everyone forgets about it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it really does. Like, I hear this and I think this is just a classic NHL (laughs) douchebag. And it's unfortunate because he's such a great hockey player. Yeah. And, you know, I want to love him as a player, but he goes and does something like this. And he reminds me of the people that I used to hate when I was 22. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. And I've had experiences hanging out with NHL players a number of times. When I lived in London, we used to host a number of golf tournaments and we got to know a bunch of NHLers Mm -hmm. and like big name NHL players. And a lot of them are complete assholes. Well, you think they have this God complex, right? But then some of them are so nice. Yeah. You know, I got to hang out a little bit. Uh, we used to have on our show Max Domi and uh, Mitch Marner. And they just seem like really nice guys mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. 
and they they show it with their actions. You know, you, you look at all, everything that Max Domi has done for diabetes and, you know, helping other people that have diabetes because he's type 1 diabetic, which is rare in professional sports. Mm-hmm. And he's done so many great things. I remember being at a hockey game and he showed up at this hockey game. By the way, it was my daughter's hockey team. And a friend of hers on her hockey team, his dad, worked with the London Knights organization. So Max came out to watch his daughter play a game and say hi to some of the girls. And just like a really sweet guy. I think he gets it from his mom. And then, then, you know, Mitch Marner seems like a super good dude. But every now and then you get this classic NHL douchebag. And I really hope Austin Matthews isn't that guy. I heard that like the locker room talk for hockey players is the worst in any sport it's pretty obscene from like what i was playing and i didn't play professional but i was playing triple a up until like 17 18 mm-hmm. and it was so that's f- high level competitive hockey it was extremely foul and like horrible stuff but it's one thing to just talk shit in a locker room it's another thing to carry that outside of the locker room and just be an asshole at a bar you know, I can think of, uh, there's this one hockey player, I won't say him by name, because um, it's a, a story through a friend who was hanging out with him. Uh-huh. Slept with four girls in one night. Wow. Like, literally was had sex with somebody sort of before going out, uh-huh. then had sex with uh, another person at a, like, it, were, they were at a concert, went home. Had sex. He went back to the concert. Then at the end of the concert, went back with another girl, had sex with her, and then still made it out to the bar after, and then ended up with a fourth girl at the end of it. And you're just like, holy Where was cow. his wife? Well, he wasn't married. <laughs> oh, thank but, God. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess there's a God complex that comes with being a you know, super famous top elite athlete yeah and you hope that you're just the right person and you can handle it you know i look at a Sidney crosby he does not strike me as a guy who carries himself like being a total prick but uh-huh. then austin matthews i hear this story and i think oh god it's yeah. too bad it's not cool it's not cool at all and then the statement he gives is like such a piece of shit statement did he admit that he did it in the statement uh, he d- he admits that there's something going on and uh i mean like you could, there's people that have done worse than what he did. Mm-hmm. But what he did was like not a cool thing. No. And this is what he had to say. They caught up with him after practice, and uh, it was literally. I think the whole thing is less than thirty seconds. Uh, you know, regret. Uh, you know, any of my actions that would ever, you know, put a distraction on the team or, or distress any individual. Um, why? Why the hell is the Toronto Leafs organization not grabbing this guy, throwing him into a conference room with a whole crisis management? team and teaching him how to actually give a statement after something yeah. like this or and whatever uh, but, uh, uh. Uh, you know regrets uh, you know any of my actions that whatever that whatever uh, you know like and it just it was not a prepared uh, no, line to bring up the team first distract from the team like let's let's bring up the woman that you made feel really uncomfortable Allegedly, first yeah. yeah I mean he does second it, it was a secondary he, moment what he says is he can't really comment on it I think you know representing the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, as well as I can so you know unfortunately due to the, the situation uh, I'm afraid I can't really make any other comments but um, you know, that's that's all I have you know I why feel- wouldn't he why wouldn't he just be like this is something that uh, you know I hope is not distracting the team but I want to you know want to make sure everything's done right or whatever you know mm-hmm. I know it sounded like he sounded like he made that up on the spot 
Yeah, and it also sounded like the hockey players in the background were on purpose firing pucks right where the conference was happening <laughs> so that you could barely hear it. On the team or, or distress any individual. Um, you know, I take a lot of pride in you know, preparing myself for the season. And, See? Um, See? Yeah, you think they're just trying to like, protect oh, their boy? Let's hit some pucks over there. Anyway, anyway. I hope he does the right thing. Mm-hmm. The right thing is to be to fully be forthcoming and to try and settle this as quick as possible to make everyone happy as best you can. Yes, which is to if there's especially if there's video of you to admit to it. Mm-hmm. I was uh, I was drunk. Yeah. I did a stupid thing, and yeah. I feel horrible that I made this woman feel that way. I that wasn't my intention, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do everything I can to make this right. Yes, you know that would be something wow. you can say. That's a really good statement. Uh, <laughs> can you write uh, that down? You know, uh, what is, uh, whatever. Uh, you, uh, know, you know, regret. Uh, uh, you know, any of my actions that whatever that whatever you know uh, might have distracted. Come on. No, no, I totally this, agree. It does not sound like a guy who could be captain of a team yet. He's not no. ready. No, if that's who, the kind so of statement he's giving. So there is no captain right now. No, there's no captain. Is that just rare? alternate captains? Uh, it happens sometimes that teams skip a year or two, and uh, we haven't had a captain for a while since Fanuf left. Yeah. So it's what four years, five years, something like that. God. It's been a while, yeah. Hmm. So anyway, or someone else is going to be the captain. Yeah, but I would be shocked if in the next because uh, the regular season will start in October. I'll be shocked if they name him, give mm-hmm. him the C. Yeah. You know, wonder if he pulls his dick out when he's <laughs> Oh gross. That's so gross. Yeah. Nah. I mean, who knows? That's probably who it works for. NHL hockey players with women who just want to hook up with an NHL hockey player. Well didn't uh, and you know, famous people in general. Didn't Aziz and Sorry do something like that? Right. He was with a woman and he was uh something like that. Maybe not exactly. He was just being a little like sticking his fingers in her mouth and stuff like that. Ew. The girl that he was making out with. Ew. You know who did the uh, the dick thing? I know who it was. Who? Uh, Jeremy Piven was allegedly doing that. Oh. Uh, Ari from Entourage. See what I mean? That, that he was like, had a girl at his place and he just pulled it out. and No. And that was the story that was going around that kind of slowed his career. Yeah. I remember, remember we had the chance to interview him. We did. Because he was going into stand-up comedy because yes. he couldn't get an acting gig. And about the only thing you can do is go do stand-up on your own. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we just felt like, nah, I'm not going to let him on our show. And right. It didn't feel like, it, it, it didn't feel right. Well, because, you know, all I'd want to do is like talk to him about why he thought that was a good idea. And there's no way they would have wanted that. They no. would have wanted us to help him repair his image. And yes. I, I didn't want to be responsible for that. It's yeah. not my skill set mm-hmm. even though there's so many questions we could have asked him and he could have addressed that too yeah you know but, but they probably wouldn't have let us no which sucks when we've talked about this on podcast before it sucks when you have a celebrity come in and it's like oh by the way you've got the mother of dragons for whatever her name is amelia clark but you can't ask her about game of thrones it's like really what we can't ask her any we can't even uh, context that she's from that show that you might yeah. know that's insane. Like if Babcock came in to promote a charity event, you're like, oh, but by the way, don't ask him about coaching hockey. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? What are we going to do? <laughs> well, I think that'll about uh, do this edition of the Tucker and Mora podcast. Yeah. Sorry for the wait, but it was worth it to hear those stories about the shirt in France. Right? <laughs> the shirt. <laughs> Le chemise terrible. 
I love my terrible shirt. Thank you very much. <laughs> if you you really should, uh, if you want to hear us really ripping on Bundus, you should listen to the Take Two podcast. Because <laughs> we had a field day with him this morning on the air. We did. And it'll be in the most recent one that comes out, I guess, uh, Friday the 27th. 27th of September is when that's going out or went out, depending on when you're listening to this. All right. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and uh, leave a positive review if you can. And we'll see you weekday mornings at 5.30 a.m. till 9 a.m. on Energy 95.3 Radio all over the Toronto-Hamilton area.